morning, boys and girls. Today, we'll be learning all about... Doll Crayon. And we are back. This is... Gabriel Zuger, host of the Dull Crayons, here for another edition of the Dull Crayons. You are in the crayon box and joined again by the dazzling, the daring, the dangerously cheesy Diana. How you doing, Diana? I'm doing good. Um, it's me, Dazzling Diana. Dazzling first, la- first lady of the pod. First lady of the pod. Give and it up. And still the only. Give it up. Golf claps for first lady of the pod. Only lady of the you pod. Think, you think Gabriel You're would know. You're our diversity hire, if you will. You think Gabriel would know more female <laughs> teachers. But he seems to not. Now, obviously, uh, Diana's being a little bit self-deprecating here. I, I do, of course, know plenty of female teachers. In fact, I've... I've only ever worked with women before, really. Like I'm the I've only worked, one that'll slip up to your house. I've worked in schools <laughs> where I'm the only male. I've never worked with another male in the same classroom, if they even exist in the building. Except for specials. Um, but except for spe- I don't count that. I don't count fucking gym teachers. Come on. Um, but um, why has it gotta be gym all teachers? All respect to gym teachers, and I've had female gym teachers, motherfuckers. Guess what up? Guess um, what? Twenty eighteen female gym yeah. teachers. Um, but no, it's it's just that there are. I mean, you know, as uh, as uh, I believe it's uh, Chris Hutchins would say, you know, uh, women just aren't funny. So you know, you you can't really have them on the totally. Pod. We are I not mean, funny. They're just not funny people. Nope. It's just genetically inferior in that nope. regard. Superior in every other regard. No, I can't obviously, think of any funny women. Obviously, I'm kidding. Tina Fey is my favorite person in the entire world. I think she's the funniest comedian out Aquafina, there. No joke, right now. Ali Wong. Um, Ali Wong specials kill me. Oh my god. Absolutely. Slay I think me. I think that every Asian man is as smooth as a dolphin now because of her. <laughs> I I my my dream it for the entire planet, right? Peace on earth to me is Ali Wong having like 16 more babies and doing so a, comedy do a comedy special, special every fucking time. With no shoes every on. Every fucking a, in time. In a skin-tight leopard body contest. I want her to do comedy specials in fucking labor. Is I want her to be in... Is she in Crazy Rich Asians? I don't think she's in it, but she oh, might she have She should to, be in she it. She might have a part of it because, you know, she wrote off the... Or uh, Fresh Off the Boat, right? She's yeah, one of the head writers I on Fresh Off the Boat. I can't wait to see that movie. It's going to be great. It's going to be absolutely Crazy Rich great. Asians looks... Oh my God, I can't wait. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. I follow Aquafina like hard on Instagram for years. I think she's... I, I just love her. I, I think Crazy Rich Asians, besides being a great movie, is going to have a really cool impact on like Asians in film. Yeah, right? like, totally. Because, it's the, about freaking time. Because look, besides, you know, uh, there, there used to be that stereotype of like, okay, guys, you can't name an Asian actor that isn't, you know, a Kung Fu actor, right? That isn't right. Jet Li or Jackie Chan. And or, then, and then uh, George Takai changed I it. mean, we had, well, so we had George Takai, but like the fact that we can still name them on one hand is like, sure, all right, sure. we have George Takai, we have B.D. Wong, and we have uh, that Jack, guy Jackie from Harold and, Harold and Kumar. No, Jackie Chan is a Kung Fu actor. Oh. He's <laughs> oh. still a Kung Fu Oh, we're naming non-Kung We're naming non Kung Fu actors. Oh shit, then that's hard. It's George Takai, B.D. Wong, and Harold and Kumar. Who's B.D. Wong? B.D. Wong is the the Asian uh, the Asian uh, psychiatrist in Law and Order SVU. 
He has. Do you know I've never seen Law and Order? He was in Oz. I'm like one of those. He weirdos. was in Mr. Robot. He. He's okay, in, sure. He's an amazing actor. He's also one of the voices in Mulan. Like he's uh, okay. everything. Oh, speaking he's yeah, legit everything. Salong. Yeah, like these are other. Yeah. Asian. Um, yeah. But so, yeah, so Crazy Rich Asians is going to have a huge impact. Like, because then people, now people are going to be like, oh my God, we it just can hire it, all of these people. It just and had they its premiere be... like two nights ago, and so there were so many posts on Instagram about it. So. Right, right. They can just be actors. It doesn't matter that they're Asian. They can be in our film. Like, right. Like, it's going to be a fucking game changer. Right. I love it. I can't wait to see it. Um, but but you can't see it on Movie Pass. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. So what's so wait now now my my follows of Movie Pass so far being a Movie Pass subscriber. I am myself, not. I was actually gonna do it as soon as I got back, and then this whole so sham I happened. Am, so I am. So my follows of Movie Pass, if I'm understanding so far, is okay. We used to be able to see a movie every day. No matter what, any movie, now anytime. Now it's the same wait, price. Wait, 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 wait. I, 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 I got to go through the motions here. Okay, hold on. Hold on. All right, all right. Then, then they had some tweaks and they decided, um, all right, we're going to have some peak pricing. Right. So if you want to see a hot film the day it comes out, you're going to have to pay $3 more. Or if you want to see Mission a hot Impossible film, or, or if you want to see the hot film at night versus the matinee, you're going to pay another dollar more, whatever. Then, then they had a complete outage. They had a day, right. a Thursday, where just straight up nobody could use their movie pass. And and now, mind you, what's funny to me about this is like I didn't even notice because I haven't used my movie pass in like two and a half months. Okay. But the only people who did notice were the people who have been they're abusing the, cust- they're the, the they service. Like- well, of course I am, but I, I'm also and not not that I not that I'm being respectful by not abusing it, right. but like. Yeah, I'm a normal consumer. I'm not a crazy person who has no fucking life, who has no job, who goes and sees a movie movie every single day. The people who are doing that, besides ruining this subscription service, which they are, they're single-handedly ruining it, and they they deserve to, like, be, like... Sued or like have their passes revoked. They're ruining they it, took but it like that everybody. was their right and privilege. According of course, to it was the their right. right. Of course, it was their right. But that doesn't mean you're supposed to do it. Like, yes, when you go to a, an all-you-can-eat buffet, it is your absolute right to just go to the one to literally go to one one quadrant of the, the buffet station and and eat the entire thing. You could go to the carving station and eat a the whole lamb. Part. Yeah, you could do that, but. You're a fucking asshole, and we should all have the right to fucking hate you and judge you and criticize you. So again, I'm going to say that the only people who noticed the Thursday outage, the Thursday nationwide outage, were the abusers, and I hope they fucking cried in their lonely ass bowls of soup that night, because... Fuck you. It was too hot for soup, Gabriel. Fuck you. And I know they went home. I know they weren't like, oh, my movie pass didn't work. I'll just pay for the movie. No, they didn't care what movie they had gone there to see. They were just going to go there, watch some trailers, and then probably leave with a tub of popcorn and probably cry into that fucker. All right, so the, I, I'm mad at them. So I'm the sorry, outage I'm happened because, oh, so what a surprise. Happened. They owed $5 million to somebody. So the outage happened. What a surprise. They, they had taken like some, you know, like Loan. cash loans. Yeah, they had taken some really shady loans out from some like Saudi princes I mean, to stay every, afloat. Is everyone surprised? Come um, on. 
And now we are at the. It was three, too good to be true. It now was. we are at the three a month mark, which I think is totally which is exactly right. It's exactly and then, and like the, the CEO right model. President was like the eighty seven percent of our of our subscribers only see three movies a month anyway. Right. It's exactly the right model. It's perfect. And now my belief I'm, has always I'm, I'm been. I'm still gonna sign up. You should. My belief has always I don't been. Even see three movies a month. That that the premise of Movie Pass, which I think was genius, was not to be a profitable model, but was to show the movie industry that they're failing at their job, right? That that their thing of buying expensive ass tickets, of taking your family out and spending a hundred dollars to see For a movie, movie is insane. And that they needed to change their model to something like a subscription service, even if it wasn't a movie well, a day, AMC, which obviously would AMC be insane. Has a and now they do. Exactly. So kudos, even though you went Can through you some turmoil, kudos to MoviePass for showing us the golden path. Can you? Still see? Can you go to AMC theaters on Movie Pass? Yes, you can. I thought you can't go to the Forty Second Street. Okay, so for a second, that's true. For a second, for a sec, for a hot minute, Movie Pass and AMC were bickering, and so Movie Pass shut down. Disney owns Movie Pass. Disney owns AMC, right? right? Of course. Yeah. So that's why it was a problem. Movie Pass shut down. 42nd Street Times Square and one theater in Los Angeles, but okay. I couldn't tell you which theater that was. Probably like Century City or something. I don't know. Sure, sure, sure. Um, so they shut them down for like a week and then they like made up and, you know, huggy kissy and now they're friends. But really, but speaking the, of but Disney. The, but the AMC and Times Square does not need movie pass to float. Speaking of Disney being pieces of shit, I just read an article earlier today. That they bought, that they bought 21st Century Fox? No, I didn't read did, that. Oh my they God, did. that's insane. So now they own Avatar with their, Avat- with their Pandora land. Well, they had to have Avatar. I mean, how they were building a Pandora without owning Avatar, I don't even understand. They built Star Tours without owning Star Wars. But but I just read that they're going they're not going to release any more Marvel movies on Netflix following whatever the latest one in theaters is right now. I'm not surprised. Uh, following Captain Marvel. That's what it is. They're not going to release them on Netflix anymore. Which right, I'm not surprised at all either. Obviously You're they want see some... they want to see more people going to the theaters. They feel like there's been a decline, which we can tell from movie rates there has been a decline. But I don't think this is going to get them what they want. I'm looking forward to the Marvel development in the Disney parks. Mm. Here's the problem. Universal has all that has Marvel World in their park in Florida. Right. Because that before the deal, that's what Universal had. So right. the Hulk coaster, the Spider-Man ride, which is like one of the greatest. It's dated now, but when it came out, it was like the greatest motion simulator based ride you've ever freaking been on. That's it's cool. amazing. That's cool. It still is cool, I think. But in China, fair game. They can do as much Marvel development in China as right. they right. want. And they don't get Marvel in China. So that's why I think they're going to start really developing Star Wars and Marvel in China. To start generating interest. Well, so as we've mentioned on the pod before... And in, uh, and in, and in Paris, there was a lot of Marvel in Disneyland Paris. You, a lot. You and, I, you and I have run Disney races together. You've run many Disney races. I've run about ran, 11 or 12, yeah. You and I ran uh, the Disney uh, Dark Star, Side Challenge. Star Wars Half Marathon. Star Wars Dark Side, Dark Challenge, Side Challenge, which was the 10K and the... 
half marathon which at happened, Disney World. Which happened within 24 hours of each right? other. Um, but the other one that was very appealing to me, which I believe was at Disneyland, was they did have their first running of a Marvel yes, the, marathon the, the, the weekend. Yes, the Heroes Race or something. Yeah, yeah, which I was like, that's sick. I've never done that one. But then, but then surprising to know they don't have this Marvel development. So, like, at least with, you know, Star Wars, you're then going to, like, see, you're going to pass Star Tours on your race, like, you know... And then you've got the characters. I mean, they're going to have the characters. Anyway, whatever. Whatever. We're, we took our picture with Chewbacca as sweaty messes on like mile six. We're, we were so doing great. So great. But better than that was our picture laying down as, uh, as like sex workers of Jabba's uh, palace <laughs> before the race began. It's like my cover photo on Instagram, <laughs> on, on Facebook. It's amazing. And before we got swept by the Death Star ladies coming up behind us. No, we were, we were not, very late for that we race. We were not sweepers. We were not um, sweepers. So, uh... I wanna I wanna hip hip the fans to something a new a recent development. Sure, um, sure. Since we've been on the topic of movie pass and recent developments. Sure. Uh, so this coming from CNBC.com, PepsiCo's CEO Indra Nooyi will step down after 12 years leading the food and beverage giant, ending a tenure marked by efforts to adapt to changing consumer tastes and fending off pressure from activist investors. President Ramon LaGuerta, uh, 54, will succeed the 62-year-old Nuyi, effective October 3rd, becoming Pepsi's sixth CEO. Nuyi will remain as chairman until early 2019. Now, I bring this to you, of course, The lady who stepped down, because she invented lady snacks. That's exactly <laughs> right. Now, Nuyi, again, you heard right there, 12 years as CEO. In February... That's a long time to be a CEO of a company. It's a very long time. She was very good for a while. In February of 2018, she put her fat foot in her mouth... Oh, yeah. ...by saying she thought we needed lady snacks in, I want to say, May... Because Pepsi owns Frito-Lay, right? So that's why yep. she can yep. do that. Okay. I want to say, and Doritos. In May oh, well, Doritos of too. 2018... The Doll Crayons, along with Dazzling Diana, unearthed the story, brought it back to life after people forgot about it, and made serious ass fun Didn't you of say New some Ye. Stupid shit like women don't like to dump the crumbs of the bag in their she mouth. She said or she said they're too fucking dainty for that. They, they don't, don't like, to like get to, dust on their They hands. don't like dust on their fingers. They don't like a loud crunch. They like something that fits in their purse. Yeah. They like was, pink and sparkles and really glitter bad. and it unicorns. And they just want somebody to ask them how their day was. And they want like diet snacks. I can't believe in 2018, a woman CEO, no less. That's crazy. So goddamn offensive. Anyway, so, so again, she's stepping down. So in, in May, we broke it. And now in August, we hear that she's stepping down again. Just like with Oklahoma... And their teacher strikes, just like with all the other states and their teacher strikes, we broke it, folks. The doll crayons done, broke it, golf claps all around. 12 years. So that means like she was the one that like had Britney Spears. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, heck yeah. Oh, heck yeah. Well, How about wait, Michael Jackson? Wait, when did the Spice Girls do Pepsi? 
But she also, okay, so she... It had to be in the 90s. Fine, fine. Maybe not her then. That's not 12 years, yeah. No. That's, that's 20-something years I'm now. You, Pepsi kills it with the celebrity game. No, but wait a second, wait a second. Yes, yes, you're right that she had Britney, and Britney would have been huge. But she also, didn't she also have then, uh, who was it? Who, there was some weird race shit with Pepsi the other day with, uh... One of the oh, Kardashians. Ke- oh, Kendall. Kendall Kardashian. Oh, that was the worst that was ad the worst that's ever ad been made. Ever was that? That must have been. That's her. her that's Nui. Indra fucked up. Did you see that SNL sketch? With yes, the Bennett? SNL sketch was oh, genius. Oh my god. I mean, roasted. Roasted. That was, that was the most misguided commercial I've ever seen. Chicken roasted were, Indra. Were Kendall like? wiped her lipstick, took off her wig, and like, <laughs> held a protest sign with a guy holding a cello, and then like, gave a Pepsi to a fucking SWAT team member. So, Oh, it was so, so bad. Whack. Unbelievable. So, like, you know what? It was so unwoke. You know what? <laughs> I'm actually gonna pull something out here. Uh, we're gonna do something a little, a little, uh... Off, off the cuff right now. Sure. I'm going to shock Diana on this oh, one. Oh, God. I, I wasn't to, ready for this. And uh, and I'm going to remind Diana that when we did the Indra New Year story, we came up with our own Lady Snacks. You came up with them. I came up with Lady Snacks. I gave me. her the t- I gave her the test. Lady Snack versus Unisex Snack. And Diana hit me to something in that test. She said, Gabriel, they already beat you to the market. There are already beat. beat chips. They're already beat chips. So I have in my hand. Oh, Trader Joe's beat Trader chips. Joe's just beats. Just beats, which I have never had before. Diana, have you had these? I had, uh, yeah. And your pee will be pink as as pinkalicious tomorrow if you eat these. So now, truth be told, I also had prior to this. Um, a wheat thin sort of offshoot that was a beet, a beet cracker. Now that was not a dehydrated beet, however. It was sort of a floured beet mixed okay. with wheat. It was fucking terrible. I was disappointed by the whole experience. This but is these an are true actual dehydrated, dehydrated beet. beets as I, chips. I think these Such taste a better. Snack. I think these taste better with hummus or dip, personally. But we're gonna eat them anyway. This is not the snack report, by the way. This is not the snack report. This is part of the PepsiCo Lady this Snacks. Is, this is a Rippy's R.I.P. Pour some out. Pour some Lady Snacks out I for fucking really like New Year. I am a big ass fan of this. But this does not quench my chip craving. Well, it's like, not. It's not, it's not salty it's enough. Only, but if I had dip like hummus or like a ranch or like a yogurt ranch dip, then. Only then will my chip craving be satisfied. I hear you. I hear you. But I am very much enjoying this. Yeah, because you're literally eating like a vegetable as right. a chip. Right. And not like a veggie chip, like those straws that are like not really veggie That's chips. not a real thing. The ingredient here, beets. And that's it. And that's it. So it's one of Can those you hear simple this crunch? things. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we got that crunch. That is a mic'd up crunch. And that's a beat, dude. I just ate a beat. I also sort of enjoy that, like, by the end of the chip, it's almost rehydrated from your saliva. Like, it, it's basically almost, a regular but, beat, but, <laughs> like, at the end of it. And you, no. get, and you get the sweetness. So there's, like, it's dry at the crunch. 
Then you get some sweetness That's at a the great, end. No, I, I have those in my classroom a lot. It's like a $2 bag of chips, but it's it's a vegetable, so I don't feel so bad about it. But right. like, that's a really good um, 3 o'clock slump snack, Totes. for sure. All right, All right, so that was our follow-up there. Um, and now we are following up with Diana on a very important story, which is, of course, teachers and summer vacation. Okay, so here's the thing about teachers and summer vacation. So we're in August now. We're in early August. Yep. I personally go back to school on August 20th. I don't know about you. I go back to school pretty Uh, soon. I think mine is the 25th. Sure. So everyone's like, you go back in September? No, bitch. We go back in August. Do you think like this classroom magically sets up itself? No. And there's always meetings and everything like that. People give people, I don't know about you, but people give me a lot of shit about like, you get the whole summer off. You're so lucky. And I say to people, Hey, when you go to work, do you check your phone and send text messages? And they go, yeah. Yeah, guess what? I don't do that at my job. I don't look at my phone at any time of the day. Because I literally don't have time. Right. So when we work as teachers, we are working. We can't just like roll in at 10 o'clock. We can't like go get a coffee and like, oh, I'm going to go in late today. You can't, those, those are not options for us. You know, you know how, when uh, we work, we are on. And again, these classrooms don't magically set themselves up. We get there before the kids get there. I see parents that have seen me at like five o'clock. They're like, oh, you're still here. I'm like, again, do you think this shit magically sets itself up? One of my, no. one of my favorite phrases is that in order for the water to come out of the faucet, in order for water to come out of your faucet at mm-hmm. home every day, a hundred little things have to happen that you sure. don't see. Like a mountain? Yeah. With water in right. a spring? Right. And then it's got to go through this plant and, and like, that pipe and, and this gotta, thing like, and that thing. it shut up through water pressure? But like, but like that people are doing. Like people are... Right. Somebody is at your utilities, you know, right, right now, the water. making sure that the pressure is accurate, making sure it's coming out hot and cold, making sure that it's sanitary and the and same safe. thing, the same thing is true of our society and, and teachers are somewhere in that mix, right? Because if teachers aren't in the classroom at eight in the morning, nobody gets to work at nine in the morning, right? Right. Because parents aren't getting to work at nine if they're at home with their kids at nine, huh. right? So you got to, teachers have to be there early. They got to stay there late for all of these reasons, all of those things that go into it, just as you're saying, the 100% focus while you're on the job. But I'm also going to, I'm also going to flip it on you too and say that like, I, I don't take summers, right? Yes, I do have summers off. Yeah. That is my right. That is my privilege for the job that I've chosen. But Which I work I've in summer. Done. There's only been one summer that I ever took the whole time off and that was my wedding summer. Sure. I took the whole thing off and that's it. But teachers who get, who, as we know, on average get underpaid for the amount of effort they, they put in often use summer as a surplus opportunity to surplus work. income i work in the summer too right i work about two to three weeks in the summer every summer but i i am in my late 30s so i, I am coming to this point in my life where because when i was in my 20s as a teacher i worked the whole summer i didn't go away but i am at the point now that i do want to travel more right and so i do try to supplement my income during the year tutoring this that the other thing whatnot i aggressively save so i can 
take most of the summer off with the exception of so you so and so as a result you have been traveling this summer and so i yeah the fans are excited to to hear about and again for me and i'm I'm just going to jump in for the fans because there's one thing we need to hear before we hear anything else sure okay we had history of disney part one history of disney part two Please give us your full Disney report from this summer vacation because we know you don't take any trip without stopping at at least That's one Disney park. Not true, but this summer... <laughs> it's not true, but I tried to slide it's it in It's not true the past two years, but when I went to Thailand, I didn't go to Disney. Well, only because there, isn't a, only because there isn't a Disney within 700 mile radius of sure. Thailand. Well, there might be. I don't know. How close far is Shanghai from Thailand? Maybe I'm not more than sure. 700 I'm, miles. Pro- I'm pretty sure it's more than 700. Yeah, but I, close. I have pretty good geographical right. awareness of miles. Um, uh, so, okay. So, so, um, so I was invited to France, Paris, France, by my really, really close friend who used to be, who used to teach with me. She now lives in Paris with her family, her two kids and her husband. In like, in like a really nice section of Paris, too. Not like, like she lives in the middle of Not like Paris. the ravines of Paris. No, this no is not, not. Hot shit Paris. She lives in like, she lives in like. Beyonce level she Paris. She lives in like the Greenwich Village of Paris. Oh shit. If I, if, if that makes any sense to anybody, she lives in like, she has hot ass real estate in Paris. Okay. She, uh, so she invited me because our other mutual friend that we taught with was also going to Paris to visit her at the same time. She's like, wouldn't it be so fun if we were all in Paris together? Totally doing a teacher link up in Paris. Teacher link up in Paris. Gotcha. Totally. Um, Cause and all that- you fucking spoiled teachers have the summer off. So why not just right. link up in the city of lights, the birthplace of romance, right. you know, like, under the Eiffel. Like hashtag spoiled pieces of shit. Right. So that was on July 6th. I was invited to that. Then, my friend, who's also another teacher, uh, he's like, ba- I'm like basically his wing woman, his good time girl. We go cruising for dudes, like for him, in like multiple LGBTQIA establishments across the city. His cousin, who's also from Manhattan, originally born and raised, who I've met many times, lives in Brighton, England. Uh, and if you don't know anything about Brighton, England, basically Brighton, England is like... Because who does? It's the very, very southern... Because who does? I mean, let's be honest. I, every other meme I've seen on the internet besides Arthur memes, as I think we established in the last episode, are memes about how ignorant Americans are towards like the rest of the world and how we all refer to England as London, which right. is completely accurate. I have done that... Every day of my entire adult life. Oh, you're going to London? No, I'm going to fucking Manchester. Like, what's it to you? Like, oh, okay. Right. I forgot that there's an entire island and not just one city. A landmass. So Brighton is the very, very southern tip of England. It's It's directly south of London. An hour and some change by train. And the best way to describe Brighton, it's like the Asbury Park of England. <laughs> so Asbury Park, Asbury Park, New Jersey, had like this really glorious, like Roaring Twenties thing going on. As did Brighton, England. Glorious boardwalks because it's all because it's it's on the beach. Brighton's right. on the beach. Asbury Park's on the yep. beach. 
glorious boardwalk, beautiful buildings, all this other shit. And then, of course, like, the 70s and 80s shows up, and it's both Asbury Park and Brighton are seedy as fuck, blah, 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 blah. But because of their close proximity to the cities, i.e. New York City, i.e. London, and and the trains that go there, what happens? The gays move in. This is happening to both of these places at the same time. The gays move in, and now real estate's booming. So Brighton is like this hot gay artist beach town hub, Asbury Park, New Jersey, same thing. Right. So Brighton has the largest Pride weekend in the UK ever. It's like a four-day-long situation. Britney Spears was headlining the outdoor concert, which was 20 pounds, by the way. So sick. That's the cheapest you're going to see Britney Spears. 20 pounds is like, what, like $30, $35? Yep. Sure. Cheapest you're going to see any headliner. Any star like like that. No, any, not any star like that. That's the cheapest I can see a headliner in New York for who has never put on a show before. Sure. I... I would I will literally be paying later this year $30 to see somebody who was previously doing music in a subway station right. for nothing. I'm not exaggerating at all. Sure, I, I believe you. So it's $30 to see Britney Spears in a general admission outdoor park concert. A park that I'm going to say, okay, I'm going to say the stage and setting was slightly larger than the Prospect Park band shell setup situation. Okay. But there's no seats. It was just like general admission. Okay. So that was on August 5th, 4th or 5th. So I'm invited for July 6th to England, to Paris. I'm invited to England for the 5th of August. So that means I have one. So you've got one, the beginning and the end. I got one month to fill. Your book ended. I, what if, I'm not going to go home, right? Nope. So what am I going to do? In case you don't know, I'm 100% Italian. I'm American, but I'm a, my blood is, runs 100% Italian on Italian, both sides. Italian, Italian. Sicilian, mostly. I have a lot of cousins in Italy. I've met a lot of them throughout my formative years as a teenager. We're all friends on Facebook. We all chat, whatever. One of my cousins visited about six years ago on his 21st birthday, and he, like, ran me ragged. Anyway, so I get in touch with them. They're like, yeah, come to Italy. I have a cousin in Milan and a cousin in Bologna. Do you know, how, how good are you at geography in Italy? Uh, geography in Italy, I failed in uh, the 11th grade. All right, so Bologna and Milan are like an hour and some change on the train. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but Italy is the mitten. Is that is that right? I it believe it's the, the mitten. It I believe it's boot. surrounded by lakes. It is the and boot. also that um, it's it's famous for being uh, misrepresented as the home of the Pope, but the Pope in fact uh, lives in Atlantis, uh, which is just off from Italy uh, in the uh, the Black Sea. Correct? How am I doing? It's definitely the closest European. Uh, uh, country to Africa. Also, I do, I, again, I want to reiterate, I want to reiterate, I do still believe that London is the entirety of the UK. Absolutely. Including Scotland. So, including Buckingham Palace and, and, double, and double-decker red buses. Wales is not a real place, people. Let's get over it. I don't it. even know where, the, it's it's somewhere down there. Anyway, okay. So now I got this week in Italy plans. 
I have a week in Paris planned. My friends in Paris want to go to Brussels for a long weekend just for the hell of it because they've never been there and I've never been there and why not? I have this, I have like a week in London planned. Brussels, which I do happen to refer to again, being married to a Belgi uh, as the international hub of terrorism because yeah, every I learned that. single year I read dozens of articles about how, oh, this terrorist attack you know, started in Brussels International Airport or this, you know, this person had a connecting flight from here through Brussels International Airport and blah, blah, blah. And having been to Brussels International Airport, they take this shit motherfucking seriously. Okay? There are p- armed guards at every... Not, I was not at the airport. Every escalator, every floor, they seem to know what they're doing. And yet at the same time, the very year I was there, the international airport was shut down a week before we were uh, there see, because I didn't, of shit. I, I, I took the train in and out from Paris, so I wasn't at the airport. But what I don't understand is in how... In Brussels, big losers in World War II, big losers in the war on terror. Guys, how can the Belgium, got to get it done. These people invented waffles. Everything good. French fries. Everything good chocolate, in Chocolate and Smurfs. Smurfs. And they have the best beer. And, I mean, they're beer. killing it. And and they still have these problems? How can anyone be sad there? Anyway, I had a week in London planned because I used to actually, before I was a teacher, I was a children's textile designer. <laughs> <laughs> that This is a true fact about me. I worked in the fashion industry and I worked for a London-based company. So I did meet a lot of uh, London fashion designers, which I'm still friends with. I actually stayed with one of them while I was there. So I pretty much had everything like under control. I managed to stay in Europe for 31 days and I only stayed in one Airbnb and that was when I was in Brussels for two nights. But I managed to stay in a friend or family member's um, home every single night while I was there for 31 days in an apartment. Getting it, getting it done teacher style, as I like to say. Yeah, and I met... Well, I'm not going to say I met most of these people through teaching, but some of them I did, so yeah. So, I think I think this question actually started with, uh, give us the motherfucking Disney report, which I think okay. you have yet to do. Sure, so uh, Disney report, summer 2018, here we go. Um, the majority of my time spent at Disney parks this summer was actually in Disneyland Paris. Nice. Which I visited, I've been to Disneyland Paris... The first time I was there for its 20th anniversary, which was five years ago, and then I went uh, last winter three times for its 25th anniversary, and then I went an additional five times this summer for... uh, The 25th anniversary is over, but there's still... She says nonchalantly. But there's still some things lingering. I'm at the point now where I feel like I understand the Castle Park at Disneyland better than I understand the one in Florida. Wow. It's smaller, it's more intimate, and I love it. I think the Castle Park in in France is my favorite one now. Cool. I mean, I would want the Castle Park in France to be the best one, considering... It is the best one, and I'm going to tell you why. Considering Cinderella is a French story at its core... It is a French story, and it is Cinderella's castle. However, is it not? Ha- nope, that is nope. the Disney icon. Fuck. 
fuck. I'm always getting this shit wrong. You fuck are, Disney. I hate It is you, the Disney. Cinderella Castle in Florida. It is the oh. Cinderella Castle in Tokyo, which is... Oh. People say they're different castles. They're the same freaking castle. Now, the original Disneyland Castle in California is Sleeping Beauty's Castle. I see. So, okay. Michael Eisner... I wouldn't even recognize Sleeping Beauty's Castle if it fucking sat on my lap. The, so, the CEO of Disney at the time that Disneyland, Disneyland Paris was built was Michael Eisner. I think Michael Eisner was the riskiest CEO Disney's ever had. Certainly the most famous. Certainly I mean, the most famous. He's made, he made a lot of bad decisions. I think he made a lot of good decisions also. I think Disneyland Paris... Was which was called Euro Disney originally was a huge failure. I was gonna say what I recall was was not a Disney Paris. I recall Euro Disney because the Simpsons the name changed a long time ago. The Simpsons had a lot of running gags about Euro Krusty Land uh, being okay. a huge disaster compared to American Krusty Land. So here's what happened: um, the French didn't want Disneyland in the first place. Sounds about right. Did not want it. The French said, oh, it's we not, do not want your American Disney's mouse. Your in, American Jew mouse cannot be here. It's not in Paris. It's in a place called Mont de Valais Chelsea. And wait, it's, wait, wait, wait. You mean to tell me that France isn't just Paris? Yes. The way that England is just London? Basically, from from the main from any of the main stations and the Paris Metro, Gare de Léon... Nation, any of these major stations, you take basically what is essentially the, you essentially take what is the Long Island Railroad or the Metro North. It's about a seven euro to 10 euro ride. Diane, I'm going to hit you into the fact that you've been using this metaphor of the Long Island Railroad. Well, I'm from or, fucking Long Island, or dude, like originally. The, or Metro North, as though this is the most relatable and casual. It's a commuter rail. Simile that can be constructed when you could really just be saying a commuter rail it's a commuter or like rail. it's just a fucking train. It's like it's not a sleeper car. It's not the it's metro. It's not the subway. It's a commuter rail. It's about 45 minutes once you're on the train from the Paris city center to Disneyland. Now you go through farm after farm, cow after cow, rolled hay bale, rolled right. hay bale till you reach Disneyland. Right. It's really, it's actually super convenient. It's one of the few trains that's air conditioned. Not air-conditioned well, but air-conditioned <laughs> in France. And it's the last stop on the train, and the park is, like, in front of your face. Fabulous. It's, like, right there. That's what you want. And so You when, want last stop, and you want you want. They're all last stop. walking distance. The ones that have public transportation are all last stop. That's good. China. That's what it should Shanghai, be. Shanghai. That's exactly what it should be. Shanghai, Hong Kong, Tokyo, Paris. It's... Actually, you know what? No, it is the last stop you on don't, the one in Tokyo, you don't too. want your park too close to the urban area. And also... You, you can't have it too close to the urban right. area. Right. And also, you want you want your, your patrons to know, like, I'm not going to miss this stop. I'm not going to miss this stop. No. There's no way to miss it. It's the last fucking thing. I know exactly how long this train ride is going to be. Right. It's, it's perfect. It, it just makes all, like, fucking ergonomic sense. Right. So Michael Eisner opened... The first thing he did was Tokyo Disneyland. Nice. Huge success. Right. That was like, that was in 1983. That was the first thing he did. I think he did that. Then 1992, 
France doesn't. Tokyo embraced it. Of course Japan they did. Japan was like, give of me the Of course they Disney. did, because Japan loves other cultures. They are big borrowers in, in the best kind of right. way. And if in you go to Tokyo. In the absolute best kind of way. For, for the same reason that you love Tokyo Disney. Love you absolutely it. love oh, Tokyo Disney. I love it. And fucking Americans and the world over loves Japanese whiskey. Japanese whiskey was invented like 30 years ago, right? They, they had never done whiskey before. They've been doing sake this whole time, right? right. And then they were like, then they're like, huh, these Americans, they, they've got this shit, this spirit that they make. Oh, it's we'll called also whiskey. Make them all their cars. Uh, like, we'll, we'll try that. And now it is the piece de resistance, right? It is fucking, people are like, scotch? Who, who cares about scotch? We want Japanese, Japanese whiskey. whiskey. You can't even fucking find the and shit. Toyota cars. I mean, the shit that they, that's what I'm saying. They bought, they bought, they're like, they look around, they observe, they're observers. Right. They're like, I like we this, I like that. Car, Let's make it all better. But our cars aren't Let's as good as theirs. Let's make it all better. Yeah. So, okay. So, Tokyo Disney is definitely like a replica. It's a duplicate of, it's an almost duplicate of Disney World. But it's not Disney World at all because it's in Japan. But right. they wanted it to be as close as possible to the American park. I can't okay. wait. I'm so excited. Michael Eisner's like, great, we're going to open this in Europe. It's going to be great. It's the Clinton era. It's 92, right? The The country's doing great. Times are good. Times, Times, are, good. Good. Times <laughs> are good. No expense was spared building this park. Wait a second. Did you just say it's the Clinton era? Have I been dreaming it's 2018 all this time and a hellish nightmare <laughs> of a year? Uh, am I really back you know in what? 1992 let's, right let's now? Let's not even talk about that. So... <laughs> So no expense was spared. It's France. So the castle had to be the most beautiful. Okay. It's the Sleeping Beauty castle, but it's not going to look like a, the piece of shit that they have in Disneyland, which is okay. like a shitty castle, in my opinion. Old ass castle. It's old. It's small. They built this gorgeous castle. The stained glass tells a story of Sleeping Beauty. When you go inside the castle, it starts with the birth of Sleeping Beauty and goes around in a, the circumference of the castle telling the story of Sleeping Beauty in stained glass and tapestry. Now, I got, I've got... It's to, fucking I've got to stop. beautiful. I've got to stop you right there because, again, once again, I would not recognize Sleeping Beauty's castle if it sat on me. I'm not even sure if I would recognize Sleeping Beauty if she gave me a lap dance right now. But you describing, you describing this work of stained it's glass a work tapestry. Of it's a work of art. I just creamed my motherfucking pants. I can picture the whole thing. To me, it's like the open of uh, it's Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Where they tell the opening yes. of the animated story yes. through that's the stained glass is. pictures. That's what it is. And that's what it is, but for Sleeping Beauty and but not animated this in was real built motherfucking in, life. This was built in 92 and, and Beauty and the Beast was 94. So I think that that, that might have inspired it, this castle. Oh actually. my God. You're really nuts. onto something there. That's nuts. It's the only castle that you can truly walk through and spend probably an hour in. In the basement, in the, in the dungeon of the castle, is a giant animatronic dragon that lives in a lair. That's awesome. It's, it was, at the time, the largest animatronic Disney's ever made, but then Tokyo, they made a bigger one. But anyway, it's this gorgeous dragon that smoke comes out of its nose. The kids I was with, could have sat and watched this dragon roar all day. And it's like sitting in water. Right. It's so freaking cool. All right. It's absolutely sick. So no expense was spared. <laughs> I 
it was just like so much money was poured into this park. It's landscaped beautifully. Again, my husband, who's like a Disney hater, walked in this park and said, wow, this is actually really pretty in here. Um, you can spend... So we're not just preaching to the choir. We're actually converting right, people yes. with you, the awe-inspiring nature. I think you can spend all day just looking at this beauty, this beautiful park, without even going on a ride and still feel happy. That's saying a lot. If you can look at the architecture of a theme park... Beautiful. And just... Everything about it is and just, just beautiful. Be and it's small. It's it, sated. It's not as small as... Disneyland in California, and it's not as big as Disney World. It's the perfect size park, in my opinion. It has the best Big Thunder Mountain. Dope. It has the best Space Mountain. Dope. By far. The Space Mountain goes upside down there. It has the best Pirates of the Caribbean classic version, not the Shanghai version, which is like Pirates of the Caribbean on, like, shrooms. It has... So wait, does the Shanghai version have like Johnny Depp, Jack Sparrow in it or something? It actually is, this is like it, it modern actually, ass. It actually pirates? is all Jack Sparrow. Okay. There's no yo ho yo ho. Oh really? Wow. No. They just abandoned the whole premise. They abandoned the whole premise. It is not the Pirates of the Caribbean with like the jerky and right, the right, right, right. No, 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 no. Which is what you're going there for. Pirates if you're going to Pirates of the Caribbean at all, that's what you're going there for. Like, you know the what it is. The one in Paris is the best classic version. But if you go to the one in Sh Shanghai, China, you are getting on a boat. Now, instead of the boat holding, like, I'm going to say 24 people, this boat holds about 80 people. Oh, my God. It's huge. This boat... Well, everything in Shanghai, I think we established, is bigger. This boat... Everything is bigger. This boat goes from a boat ride into an IMAX motion-based simulator. <laughs> I'm not kidding. It Back into a boat ride. Back is, it, is it also a duck boat, and then it's on land, you know, and you're just like, driving on. through the city? You're ruining the whole and thing. And you're doing a Fast and Furious race the whole against the thing. rock? You're ruining it. So it goes from a boat to an IMAX motion-based flight simulator. Then it goes back to a boat. Then it goes back into another... It takes you to another room. Back into another <laughs> IMAX motion-based flight I'm simulator dying. where squid eats you. I'm weak. Then... It goes back into a boat. Then it turns into a fucking roller coaster. Yes, it does. And the yes, roller coaster ends in a splash. I'm like, how'd that happen? It ends in a log flume? Yes. Are you kidding? Oh, my God. A roller coaster into a log flume finish I and a photo. When I, does the photo get taken? Oh, my God. My face was like... Totally. Caught. Busted. I think I think I, I went on... I went on Tron, the Tron roller coaster in China three times, and I went on... Pirates three times. Okay. But Pirates, to me, was the far superior ride. I do, I do want to hit the audience at this point. Again, not that, not that Diana is the only one who can do this, because if you're, if you're an expert at Disney parks, you know when the, you know when the camera me. is. Challenge me, you motherfucker. You know when the camera Challenge is. Challenge me. And you can look at it. You can do the right face, the cool face, oh, whatever. Oh, I can do that. But what I'm saying is Diana is the only person I've experienced this with where every ride we went on, I'm making the absolute most horrific face possible. I'm, I'm, I'm screaming, I'm blinking, I'm laughing, and I'm, posed I'm looking like, down, I'm doing that. She's looking dead at the camera. I'm like posed like Gigi Hadid, man. She, I'm like, yeah. 
in, work, in, in focus. She's got like a smoky <laughs> eye going. She's got fingers. She's got hand poses. Like she is absolutely picturesque in every single one. So my goal outrageous. in Paris was to be at that level as well and know where the camera was at every at every point. Of course it was. It should be your goal. So I did. I got that. I got that down. Nailed it. But you know what? Big Thunder Mountain threw me off a few times. But anyway. So it has the best versions. Oh, and has the best uh, Haunted Mansion, which is called Phantom Manor. That's great, because the Haunted it's Mansion a little, is It's a little creepier. Where it's, at. it's a, actually, like, it's not hokey, like the one in Florida. It's a little creepier. Unfortunately, it was under refurbishment this summer, and I didn't get to go on it. I did go in the winter, but I didn't get to go on it this summer, which I was, like, kind of disappointed with. Anyway, so no expense was spared it's a beautiful park. I, I love, I think Shanghai, China for thrills is my favorite park. But for classic Disney park, I think Paris takes the, that prize. And also because it's in France and the French don't give a shit about anything. So the cast members are all French. There's also a law in France where like you can't tell a person how to look. Like, okay. Like, you can do a uniform, but you can't do, like, appearance uniform. Like, okay. Oh, so I see. You, so you can't ask them to shave a beard. Exactly. But you can so put the them men, in uniform. So the men can have long hair. So they can have buns. They can have... Man buns. They can ta- have unibrows. Tattoos. tattoos. You can have exposed tattoos at Disneyland. Piercings everywhere. Absolutely. You can't tell people how... That's a law in France. Well, it's funny you should Which say... Which I actually it. like. I, well, I was going to say, and the way that you're saying that's a law in France makes it sound like that's something like that should be outrageous to us when Really, I believe we're the founders of all freedom, as as I think our constitution was written, and yet we have, I think we would all right. agree, crazy ass appearance laws that yes. are like even at Starbucks. In fact, famously at Starbucks, they make you cover up any exposed tattoos with basically like a shooting sleeve, like a basketball sleeve. Yeah, or that's something. what they do in Disney World like, in Florida. They do crazy ass shit like Florida that. Florida does like, the same thing. Nah, California. let your freak flag fly. Like, I don't care if a if cat- I can if I can walk into your Starbucks with a gun. I also want you to be able to have a neck tattoo. Like the if you're best, working there, I had that's an, just crazy. I had an amazing cast member experience in France. Um, the kids that I was with love Star Tours. Love Star Tours, the nice. Star Wars motion nice. based ride. Classic Disney ride, super dated but still like super fun. Anyway, they do this thing now. Uh, where you could be the rebel spy. So basically what happens is this ca- this camera somewhere selects a guest at random and like Kylo Ren or like Darth Vader or Boba Fett or whoever comes up in, during the run and goes stop to like the whole audience and says, I know you have this rebel spy on board. And they show like this shitty black and white photo right. of someone that's on the right. Right. The CIA photo of the rebel spy. So like... For Busted. some reason, with the kids that I'm with, it's been me, like, twice. Hysterical. And then it was like, and then finally we're like, we gotta get these kids to be the right. Rebel Spy. Because right. I've been the Rebel Spy. I also have a t- I also wore a t-shirt that I got in Florida that's only sold in Florida that says, I was the Rebel Spy. 
and like we know we know that there are like it's not random we know that it's it's actually it's whoever the cast member cast, feels like right picking. it's a cast member back there who's like i'm gonna pick no this it's not person. the guy back there it's the guy that puts you on the ride it's, right it's the one who put you on the ride right. it's like so this like, is the rebel spot i already got him i, so I put like, a sticker on their see, back this is the one he sees my t-shirt like from florida right. Like, he knows I mean business. Right. So then I bought the kids, and I, they don't sell this in Europe at all, this t-shirt. This they don't t-shirt. Sell, this I was the Rebel Spy t-shirt. I am the right. Rebel, I was the Rebel Spy t-shirt. is not sold in Disneyland Paris. So I bought the kid size ones for the kids to wear. Of course. So he's wearing it. So the kid that wore it got picked the next time. Right. But his little brother doesn't fit in the shirt. It would, like, swim on him. Right. So finally... It's our last day in Disney, and he just says, "Can I be the Webel spy?" In oh, English, I mean, right? To the right. French cast member, and he he says to him, "Look straight ahead the whole time, so he can choose the face." Oh my god! So this four-year-old kid, oh is my just god, like, frozen, frozen, completely before frozen. the rise start, and of course he got picked. Didn't breathe the whole time. Didn't I'm sure until, until he until saw start, his face right. on the screen. You are the it rebel was, spy. It was pure Disney magic. It was amazing. Um, and so that's what when, dreams are made of. So Diana. when so when you get off the ride, the the guy lets all the new people in, and you can see the guy. And I said, Rocky, go tell him thank you. Right. So it was really hard to get to him, but Rocky stood there and waited and even ran back into the sim right. to thank this guy. Right. And like who, who made his made entire trip, this guy, right? Like made it made his but made also his made, summer. But also made this cast member's day because he did oh, something course. for a kid that he really wanted it. Of course. So and why, to get a thank you for it, which which as a cast member you're not expecting you get, or guaranteed at a, all. It's as a teacher too. You don't get thanked for it. Of course, anything. of course. And or as a parent, anybody. So anyway, he's so then we walk out of the sim and I the kids go run ahead. They're like, Rocky was the rebels below. They're with their mom. And I'm like, I'm gonna tie my shoe. Just Keep on going. I'll be right there. So I tie my shoe, and this <laughs> cast member comes out and goes, Mademoiselle, Mademoiselle. And he calls me over, the yeah. same guy. Yeah. And he writes me what we call in the biz a no-strings-attached card. Okay. Which is basically like, if you're a cast member, you have the power to basically give away whatever you want. Do anything. Popcorn. Yeah. yeah. I mean, not crazy, like, free admission to tomorrow's... You know, no free tickets or anything. Right. Popcorn, t-shirt. Yeah. But the most popular thing to do is to give a fast pass. That's what I was going to say. I skipped the line. So he basically gave me a readmission ticket. Wow. And he said, you guys should come come back. Okay. Come back to Star Tours. Only Star Tours for today only. Right. Right. It was already like 9 o'clock at night and that was going to be our last ride. But like, we're like, we have to go back on. You have to go. He's giving this to you. But my point of the story is... The boy was like, couldn't have been older than 19 years old, the cast member. He did a really awesome thing. Two awesome things. Two awesome things. Gave me a readmission ticket to Star Tours where we didn't have to wait in line with the kids. And he made Rocky the Rebel Spy. And so, and the point of the story is, he had an exposed tattoo. Right. (laughs) But like, who gives a shit that he had an exposed tattoo? Like, I don't care about stuff like that. And I think these archaic rules about tattoos, as long as the tattoo is not like crazy offensive. It's so weird. When I when I got my ink, because I do have a tattoo, it, some people think it's more than one tattoo because it takes up a fair amount of my bicep. 
Um, but I got it all in one sitting, so right. I consider it all I one I didn't know piece. that, but yeah, sure. Um, but when I got mine, I did a fair amount of research into it, and, you know, there was all this stuff about, like, oh, you could get hepatitis, or you could get this, or blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. And basically, every article I read, and this was, you know, almost 20 years ago now, every article I read said, like, all this stuff, all these scare stories, basically. Right. I was like, oh, cool. So everything out there is just more like buying into this bias against this thing because we used to think of this as just something only pirates got pirates or criminals or yeah so everything else is going or, to or, everything or else is going to reiterate World War II. right everything's going to reiterate that narrative right? right anything that reaffirms that narrative oh did you know people with tattoos blah 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 or the you know 25 people a day that are like that tell me Gabriel, you know you can't be buried in a Jewish cemetery because you have a tattoo. And all I think is, like I give a god fucking damn where I'm buried when I'm fucking dead. Dead, dead. You can roll me out into the middle of Broadway in Manhattan when I'm dead and just let the cabs have at me. I don't care. I'm motherfucking dead. Or how about the people who go, oh, you're really going to regret that when you're 80. And I think, again, actually, I say all of these things to their faces. I don't think any of this. I say, I hope I have a lot more regrets when I'm 80 Eight. than this fucking tattoo. Right. Like, this is going to be the least of my goddamn regrets. I also won't care what I look like when I'm 80 because I'm going to look like a fucking melted candle. Right. <laughs> Are you kidding a fucking bag of flesh that can barely stand up. <laughs> well, hopefully not, but yeah. I mean, I I, so the point I is, know my body. I think the tattoo rule is weird. The tattoo rule is anyway, weird. Anyway, we got back on Star Tours and he got chosen to be the Rebel Spy again. Yes, and he that, did. And that guy wasn't even there yes, anymore. Yes, he did. It was a different person and we didn't even like try to like milk it. Rocky. Rocky got it. Rocky. He got it. So was, oh, by the way, everyone in France, because his name is Rocky, all they think of is Rocky Balboa. Hey, they have to. So we walk down the street. They sh- have to. So on, on their street and on their street in Paris, there's a homeless guy that like hangs out there and every time he sees me he goes, Rocky Balboa, Rocky, Rocky, Rocky Balboa. Hey yo, Paulie, we got you a robot, cause it's your birthday. So anyway. It's from Rocky Three. So I've not seen Rocky Three. So anyway, <laughs> I'm just like, haha, I'm pretending like I know what's going on. So anyway, um, I love, so, okay, so the thing, okay, so, so before. So Paris was great. Paris was great. Before Eisner left, though. Yeah. He's like, he wanted to build as many parks as possible. Fuck yeah, bang it out. So Hong Kong Disney was his. Uh, that was done it's it's a really cute park. I don't think the amount of money that was put into France was put into Di- Hong Kong Disneyland. No, I love Hong Kong Disneyland. Um, most people think it's the it's the worst park on the planet. I don't think. I'll tell you what the worst park on the planet is. Tell us what the worst one is. The worst park on the planet isn't okay. So there's two parks in Paris. So before Michael Eisner left, he wanted to build one more park, and he did. He built it in 2001, I think. It was like 2001. They built a second park in Paris called the Walt Disney Studios, which basically was a bootleg replica of the Disney MGM Studios, now known as the Disney Hollywood Studios, 
which was basically only built to compete with Universal Studios in the first place. Sure. So then having it in Paris so doesn't make any sense. Any fucking sense, because Universal's not in Paris at all. Right. So why Eisner had to build the Walt Disney Studios Park in Paris, nobody knows. Right. It is the smallest park to date. You can literally walk from one end to the other, and I'm going to say uh, 97 seconds. What? It's really small. What? Um, and So that's the worst one. By and that far, was Eisner's. Uh, that was Eisner's. The, Eisner's long goodbye, right there. That it was. was his, it was, was the peace out. It was his peace out, and it was. It was done on the cheap, real cheap. It looks horrible. It doesn't look good. Um, it has an Armageddon special effects show. Fuck yes, that's awesome. I've never I seen it. I want to be there. I've never seen it, and I kind of want to see it. I want to be there. I want to see that. It has the rock and roller coaster, Avec Aerosmith. Which is great. Which, which is, is a great. great coaster. It's a great Did coaster. Did I take you on that? Yes, we went on that. Okay, it's a great coaster. It's a five-minute wait in Paris. It's fabulous. Um, the pre-show, which is like... Aerosmith, like the little video of Aerosmith. I love the pre-show. Definitely okay. So the one in in Florida is great. The one in Paris was definitely a B-side cut <laughs> because, like, literally they're wearing the same shit. <laughs> but it like does, doesn't make any sense. It's it's Steven Tyler explaining G-force. Okay, weird. It's fucking weird as shit. Look, I, I, I have to do this to you. I'm going to pause you on the, the tour of the worst park ever because I, I, it's obviously the worst park ever. It's so clearly, bad. To, to bring you a, a question, okay? Okay. Okay, I'm going to put you on the spot now. Sure. Eisner uh-huh. or Geiger? Iger, Bob Iger. Iger. Bob Iger, Iger 100%. Eisner, who we've established this whole episode, was a maverick, was, was a, a ma- bulldog, yeah, totally. was somebody who wanted to get things done, maybe do them a little bit messy, but do them big and do them wild and just make his mark. And Iger, who is currently in power, and we're going to invoke, of course, the, the First Amendment here, freedom of speech, you know, sure. as, as we know, seasonal cast member here, but, sure. you know, we want you to speak freely. You're going Iger. I'm going Iger, and Iger also built Shanghai Disneyland, which is, like, commercially probably the most successful park that's ever... Basically, he built Shanghai Disneyland, and he hired the very best people. He hired Joe Rody. He hired the very best Imagineers to do it, and it made its money back in the first year. So that's one. Give me, give me two to three other Iger hits. Uh, he bought Marvel. He, he bought, bought. I mean, bought. D- he you're, bought we're done. Pixar we're and done. he bought Star Wars. We're we're done. Uh, you you had me at Marvel, and, and that wasn't he, even the and last first week, one. He bought 20th First Century Fox. I can't even believe 20th it. 20th Century Fox. I can't even believe it. So I mean, like, to me, no, honestly, honestly, just just pause for a fucking second because. I, I have some problems. I, He's I like do, monopolized I, the entertainment I, and that's, industry. And that's exactly what I was going to get at. You you actually beat me to the fucking punch because I was going to say, you know, I have some problems politically. I'm not always in the know about these things. However, I do know Monopoly when I see it. So when I see that Verizon has bought Sprint, has bought AT&T, has bought Bell Atlantic, has bought this. I'm Bell already Atlantic. Going, I'm, already, I'm already going, Verizon, you're obviously a fucking monopoly. Like, this is so problematic. The fact that you're getting these, you know, judges to pass this shit along is 
crazy and I can't wait for the day when somebody blows you up. But then, but then to hear of somebody in the entertainment industry, of Disney in the entertainment industry doing this, and oh. the entertainment industry isn't, the sa- isn't regulated, obviously, the same way that something like telecommunications has to be. Sure, sure. Because it's not a right the way that telecommunications must be. But how can this not be bad for everybody if Disney owns everybody? everybody. They I mean, literally own everybody. I know. ESPN. ABC, ESPN, 20th Century Fox. Touchstone Pictures. Touchstone. Fucking, I don't know. Brock, do they Brockheimer? I don't know. What do they got? They got I everything. They got everything. So got anyway. Fucking Apocalypse, uh, Apocalypse Net. Not Apocalypse Net. What was it? Uh, Deep Impact? No, which one did you say? Armageddon. Armageddon. <laughs> Armageddon. <laughs> special or whatever the frick it is. Um, they own Aerosmith. That's already an issue. I mean, come on. So anyway, they also have... So this park, while Disney World gets tens of millions of visitors a year, Disneyland Paris only gets like 8 million a year. Okay. So, like, you're not looking at more than an hour wait for anything, even at peak season. Right. So you're looking at, like, 25-minute waits, like, for major rides across the board. It's got to be very tough. So how long of a train ride did you say it was from Paris? 45 minutes. Right. So it is as though you built... A Disneyland park in Westchester County, New York. But the Brits right? all go where, there. Where the Brits, it's mostly Brits. And that's but right, but that's what I'm saying. Is like is like people who are coming to New York to tour New York right. aren't gonna tour Disney, right? Right. You need your thing to be sort of almost out of the way enough that you went there for that sole reason. Because right. if I'm going to Paris which I've never been to. The first time I go to Paris, I'm not going to Paris Disney. No, and most people don't. Right. So There's no Americans in that park. Of course not. None. They're of all Br- not. they're all Brits and local French. Well, and and Brits we should establish do treat the rest of Europe like a playground. Sure. I mean, every trip I've been on to Europe, it's just Brits on vacay or on gap year or on holiday Everywhere. or whatever the fuck they want to call it, treating the rest of the continent like fucking garbage. Every, just leaving their everyone, litter everywhere, just being trashy. It's pretty fantastic. Everyone in Disneyland Paris, I would say 50, 50% is French. And then the other, the other bits of it are Brits and people from Spain. Yeah, makes perfect sense. And that's sense. it. Makes perfect sense. So this shitty park, the Walt Disney Studios, is really bad. So then they were like, "What are we gonna do to get people to go here?" All right, we're gonna put the Tower of Terror in it. So they put the Tower of Terror. Hell's in it. yeah! Great ride. Hell's yeah! And now I get to go on the Tower of Terror at five minute wait whenever I want. I was gonna say you could, if you have a five minute wait, you could ride that thing six times a day and still not get it enough. So the kids, it was their first time. The four-year-old went on it because he was tall enough, and he loved it. And then the eight-year-old <laughs> loved it. And, like, they get home, and all they tell their dad is, we went on the Tower of Tower. Tower of Tower. Um, so they tried to stick in, like, every awesome thrill ride that's in Disney World, but it's still not working. It's not so working. then they're like, Can't okay, drum it up. so we're going to do something. We're going to do something off the cuff. We're going to open Toy Story Land there. Oh, shit. So Toy Story oh, Land. Oh, shit. Now, Toy Story Land is in Hong Kong. 
It's in Paris. Then they were like, oh, sweet. Let's shoehorn it into China. Okay. And then they made a mini version of it in um, Tokyo, but not the same. They made it a little different. Then they opened that up this summer in Florida. They finally opened a Toy Story Land in Florida. Right, I was going to say, it just opened in Florida, and I thought this was like the seminal moment of Toy Story. I think, I think... And to find out that it's happened on basically every other continent except for fucking Antarctica before it happened in Florida is flipping my goddamn wig. Bob Iger, what are you doing with your life? I don't know. I don't understand. And like everyone in Florida that's like never left Florida is like, oh my God, this is the most amazing thing ever. I'm like, you do realize this has literally been in Paris for like 10 years. And it's the same thing. That's goddamn cray cray. So anyway, Toy Story lands there. And so, okay, that was a draw. But it has like off the rack rides. Like it has like a spinny ride. It has an RC racer ride that, like, is basically the battering ram, but the, you know, the pirate ship. Of course. So these are literally rides that you could be at a a block party at Uh in New York City or anywhere. But they're Toy Story themed. But they're Toy Story themed. Uh, And then they have a parachute drop. But it's it's literally... The Green Army Man parachute drop. It's literally a ride that that another person rented for, like, $1,000 a month. To just bring around to different carnivals, and now for some reason it's at Disney. Right, like the pair. It's, Year it's round. stupid. It looked. It's themed great because it's Disney. It's Toy Story themed, but whatever. So then they're like, okay, that's not enough. So we're gonna put in a Finding Nemo roller coaster called Crush's Coaster, which is not anywhere else in the world. Um, again, it's a off the rack carnival roller coaster. That spins while it goes on the track, but they put it inside a dark building and put bubble projections everywhere. So you feel like you're inside the dark ocean. Oh my God. It's shitty. It sounds like something you would find at an aquarium. Yeah. Not even at a theme park. Like aquarium roadshow coaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. That didn't work. So now we're going to make, oh, we just had this really successful Ratatouille movie. I know what we're going to do. We're going to make Paris land in this park. So here's Holy the... Holy fucking here, shit. Here's the city of Paris. Yo. This just got meta, meta to the at, extreme. Meta, meta squared. So, so they, they opened the Gusto's restaurant from Ratatouille. And you can eat at the restaurant. Oh and then next God. to it is the Ratatouille ride where you go through the streets of Paris. So having having been to now, Vegas. Now this is a good ride. Having been to Vegas, I just want to pause you there. Having yeah. been to Vegas. Yeah. Vegas is a lot of very fun themed uh sure. casinos and hotels, hotels, right? They have the uh the Vienna is hotel. Is it like the Parisian hotel? The, the Parisian hotel. They have the Vienna hotel or whatever. They have the New York, New York. This is as though there were a hotel and casino in Vegas called the Las Vegas Hotel and Casino. Right. In which, inside of it, were some sort of like mini Vegas, as though you're not <laughs> already machines. in with tiny slot machines. Mini slot machines. Mini movies, IMAX movies, virtual reality fucking simulators in which you're playing poker at a table. So, yeah, that's what this is. That's fucking crazy. So the Ratatouille ride, it's it's okay. It's a tr- it's a trackless dark ride with lots of IMAX screens. 
it's a it's a good ride. It's fine. But again, I don't think any of this is enough to save the lack of theming in the park. Like, like they just basically were like, we're just going to put all of our greatest hits in this one park, but it, there's no cohesive theme. Animal Kingdom, cohesive theme. Right, right. Epcot, right, cohesive right. theme. Magic Kingdom is the Magic Kingdom. It's an icon. It's classic. Well, I don't think Magic Kingdom has a cohesive theme because it has, like, the five different lands and the Main Street USA, none of it really makes sense. It's di- it's classic Disney. I'm sure, I'm sure we'll be being very redundant in doing this, but I, I feel it's important at this point to note that, uh, as you pointed out to me when we went to Disney the first time together, Disney is not an amusement park. It no. is a theme it is park. A, that's right. And as such... To your point that you're making, it has to have a cohesive theme. Right. Because that's that's the point. The idea is that not that you're getting on this roller coaster and that roller coaster and this one's this and this one's that. It's that you've literally been transported to another dimension. Yeah. In which this is your life. Your life is right. a bug's life and Lion King and this because they are all part of Animal Kingdom. Right. Or so- your life is, you know... Hollywood, so it's Star War, it's uh, it's Star Tours, and it's the Marvel, and it's gonna be the this and the that. All right. So when you have a park where literally within five thousand square feet you have uh, a fucking hodgepodge, would you have an Aerosmith ride next to an Armageddon special effects movie, next to a Marvel stunt show, next to a turtle roller coaster, which is next to a rat? trackless dark ride next to Toy Story and then a studio tram tour to make it feel like Hollywood it's just bad I do like the the rat dark uh, track ride is there any way that we could oh it's trackless oh I was gonna say it'd be better if it's tracks because if we could make it MTA themed no and we could make it the the New York City pizza rat the famous pizza rat of course pizza rat then then we'd be in business it's a trackless dark ride. You wear 3D glasses and you go through Remy's journey through the restaurant. You turn into a rat. Literally, kill me right fucking now. I don't care. Yeah, it was so couldn't the, give again, a like, piece of I go shit. With, I go with kids and they love this park. But they're four and eight and they don't get the... They're sort of not getting the majesty that they're supposed right. to be. Right, and then we saw, then we recognizing. saw, and then right outside in the in the courtyard is a stunt show, like a, a thrown together stunt show that literally has Spider Man and Black Widow fighting Loki, and then Thor comes out, and then um, and then but then Tony Stark comes on the screen as Iron Man, but he's not actually there. But he's there. not there. He's on the screen. And, and, oh, you know what's so funny? And then Rocky was like, Diana, do you remember when Do you remember when Iron Man had to FaceTime us because he O-M-G. was in New York? M-G. So he thought he was in New York and he had to FaceTime us. I was like, Because oh that's my what God. you must do with Rocky, of course. So anytime somebody's coming up on I'm the like, screen. I'm like, wow, I didn't even think about that. Like, you don't see it as a budget cut. You see it as a FaceTime. Fuck? And I mean, I'm sure dozens of other children are thinking exactly oh the same God. thing. It's like, I'm I'm not FaceTiming with Grandpa today. I'm FaceTiming with Iron Man, and, he, and he's going to come save the day. And even though, like, Spider-Man's speaking in French, which to me is, like, doesn't work Oh, my God, me, that has to be the best thing I ever. have it on video. 
And then, I like, can't wait. And then Thor is like a total meathead, and he can't act, but he's acting, and everyone's speaking French, and I'm like, the kids like thought this was the coolest show they've ever seen. Oh I'm like, my god! This is like literally cooler. Wait a second, cooler than the Armageddon special effects show, which I will. I I, I think I'll die not ever seeing that show. Oh, I really think they missed an opportunity because, as we noted, they have the Aerosmith roller coaster and the Armageddon special effects show next really to each think, other next I, to each other next to each other i really think the theme of the park should be aerosmith and then they do like they do they can do a uh what is it a Turn simulator the, they do a simulator version of the aerosmith sega genesis game oh god i even know which that was, was thing. fantastic Incredible, amazing. They can so turn good. Tower of Terror into loving an elevator. Hells yes. <laughs> oh my god, make it a sexy Tower of Terror. It's brilliant. You know what? That I'm in support Dropping of. Dropping panties right now. I can yeah. hear them hitting the floor. Going down as you actually oh go. Oh my down. god. It's it writes itself, Diana. Disney Iger. I mean, Bob. Bob, call me. Call me, baby. Call me, Bob. Call me, baby. Call the Dull Crans. You know the email address. You know the phone number. You know where we're at. You have Diana's number. You've been yeah, tracking you, her for years. Yeah, you have. You have. My, you have drones you following have, her you, right now. You have my personnel number. <laughs> Look it up. She's got her barcode on her. We all know where it's tattooed. It's uh -huh. okay. We're good. Uh, so thank you, thank you, Diana, for the the full Disney. The full summer uh, yeah, we teacher we, we report. We didn't even get into the rest of my vacation. I mean, how could we? I don't know. How could we? I don't know. How can you top that? I don't know. We're, we're I don't know. Gay, gay Pride in Brighton with Britney Spears headlining was pretty good. That, well, and we did that. And I we now all want to go to Brighton, wherever that is in... South of England. In London. South of London. South of London. South of London. It is south of London. Exactly. Right. It's South London. Like you said, South London. I realize that every city in uh, in the UK does have a double-decker bus. They need to. I, they're not always red, but yeah. they're always double-decker. Yeah. yeah, It's pretty good. Um, and Morrissey is always on it singing about double-decker buses, too. You know? Totally. Yeah. Um, so, no, uh, I, had a really great, I had a really great month in Europe. I've been back for two days now, and it's kind of a culture shock, to be honest. I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. Like, like... Whoa, everyone's speaking English. I did I did mention earlier that I, I have been working this summer. I've not taken the summer off, but I, I do feel as a spoiled teacher that I should make note that I am leaving in twenty four hours. Where are you going? And my vacation is starting. I'm going to Colorado. Okay. Where I will run the Pikes Peak Marathon because Full? I just have free time to do shit like Full marathon? crazy shit like a, a marathon that starts at six thousand feet. And ends at fourteen thousand feet. Oh. Oh, did I say ends? How have you tried? I meant, I meant the turnaround is at fourteen thousand feet, and then you go back down. Oh my god. So it's a half marathon up eight thousand, then back down eight thousand. And then go back up again. No, that's it. It's a half. It's it's no, it's the half up, half down for the oh, full twenty six. Wait a second. Ooh. How have you been training for this in this heat? Um. Treadmill. Really just standing outside in the heat all day on my feet, walking around at camp has been Oh my god. So you're not e you're not even been running? No, I've been running. Okay. No no no. Outside. We're, we're very well trained for this. Outside. Yes. yes. I'm I I'm cannot, still 
I'm, I'm still a, Diana. I'm a pussy. I cannot run outside in the summer. Diana, as somebody who has run several 50Ks, several 45 milers, who has been on their feet in races for plus 13 hours. I can't believe you run a 45 I am miles. still fully anticipating to DNF this thing. I am fully ready to be disqualified because either I passed out, died, There's no way. Hit, not you. didn't not hit you. the cutoff, and yet I am hoping none of those things happen. No, it won't happen. Hoping to give you a full especially report on the other the dope, side. Especially when with you do the dopey ribbon. challenge one day. <laughs> I'm getting ready for that dopey. We are we are getting ready for if the dopey. If you could do this, you could definitely do dopey. Oh, I know it. I'm I not doing it. the dopey. Yeah. I'll going. run the 10K and the half with you, but I am not doing that dopey. I'm doing 49.8. I think it's 49.8, the dopey challenge, in one weekend. I'm ready for it. But you've run 45 miles in one go? Yes. So you could totally do the dopey. Yeah. I'm not worried You about might it. even win in like your age bracket. Uh, stranger things have happened. Uh, that is that is going to do it for us on this episode. Totally. Of totally going to do it. Well over. You got well more than your zero dollars uh, for all you scammers out there. But not if you go to Patreon, Patreon But exactly. Girl, Thank go to you. Patreon. Listen, plug the Patreon, Diana. Get that Patreon out there. Um, Go to Patreon and pledge whatever you can to the Dull Crayons. Pledge whatever you can. I will give you a shout-out for pledging whatever you want. I right will now. give you a shout-out. Tony from the Bronx will freestyle for you. I'm, I, I, He doesn't even know that he's going to do that, but he will. We're putting we're putting you Willie, on notice. Willie, Willie on the car phone will facetime you on his car phone on notice if you become a patreon supporter for any amount continuous or one time continuous supporter within the 72 hours that i post this episode we will do all of those things that we just said i'm llama, not llama llama i'm not rep kidding pajama, tony we will wrap your name into llama llama definitely. you will get a shout out you will get a snapchat or a facetime or a something from willie diana is gonna make a postcard for you that's illustrated personally for you or i'll just write you one or just write you one on the back of a disney one um from her etsy page and uh i can do that she can do that and yeah, we're, we're going to make your dreams come true if you become a supporter. So do find us at patreon.com slash dollcrans. Do make sure you're subscribing yourself, all your family members, and all your friends on iTunes and Stitcher and SoundCloud to our page. And do come write us a review and talk to us. I got to gotta tell you, um, I posted like one of my episodes on my yep. Facebook. Yep. And my friend said in Orlando... She's like, um, I commuted this morning in my car listening to you, and I want you to have your own show every day. I mean, you could be... Uh, we can do dull crans every day with Gabriel and Diane. Yeah, I That's mean, I guess not, we could. That is not a problem. No. That is not a hard sell at all. You live all. closer to me now. We're gonna this make new it, studio is a lot closer to my apartment. Listen, we're going to make it work. You know, Mr. Mr. D times three thinks he's got the corner marketed, uh, the market cornered on teachers in, teachers in the know, teachers in the news, teachers in the media, but we're going to come Let after him. Let me tell him. you, Mr. D times three. We're trailing him. 
Mr. D times three, if you were listening, now if you don't know Mr. D times three, he's like literally the most famous Instagram teacher ever. Uh, Mr. D times three, I want you to know that I am like your biggest fan. I've been following you forever and I love you. And next time you come to New York, we're going to go hang out, have drinks and go to a drag show together. I will show you. I will show you New York because I need you to be my friend. And before all of that happens, he will be, of course, here at the Freddie D Studios. On oh, yeah. The we podcast. should totally get him on the podcast. Abs- it's done deal. It's done the deal. The next time he's in New York, we're getting him here. There's I think he no would do it. No question about it. In New York, not in New York. We'll do a telecast, but Mr. We might have to pay him. We're, hey, we're putting, we're putting subscribers on notice right now. If you, if you are going to Patreon and supporting us, to give us the money to pay Mr. D times three to be on the podcast. Oh my God. This is what it's all about, folks. It'll actually be a podcast about education. And it will be a podcast about education. Because he's will be like funny super into that. So of course funny. he is. And it'll be super fabulous and we can't wait. All right. So come back at us and So until have a good next night. time, uh, do that back to school shopping, guys. Yep. Get those pencils, get those composition notebooks. Get those get those get those folders in six different colors. Yep. And See don't forget to don't forget to bring a box of tissues. That's greatly appreciated. Everybody needs tissues. Yeah, totally. Everybody needs a good cry. Thank you.